3: To call out sick Yes she did It is just me today That's a lie actually I have a fabulous guest with me But unfortunately my sidekick Gant Johnson Can't Johnson uh, make it today. Sorry, that's all the puns you'll endure. That's a lie. But what's not a lie is that I've got with me today uh, one of my very favorite, favorite people on the scene. I've had the pleasure of spinning with them a few times um, in, this, uh, in this great Brooklyn uh, 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 sphere discs at Mad Tropical and at Mad Tropical, really, just at Mad Tropical. But we've uh, we've crossed paths at Buttons and at Union Pool, and all of y'all shall, too, because he's all over the place this week and next. I'm, of course, talking about the one and only DJ Cell Paradise, who's in the house with us today. Uh, we're going to be chatting with him in just a few. Uh, but until then, as uh, Boyish said in his uh, final... Uh, sign-off, his final sign-off. No, she's coming back next week. I know. I'm sorry. I don't know what I meant to do with that. Sometimes I smoke a lot of weed in the morning and I try to improvise and it doesn't go well. Yes and, yes and Queens. But uh, we're going to continue the celebration because uh, it's it's the season. It's the reason. Uh, Annie Lennox Miss, everyone. Sweet Dreams are made of these.
5: Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to-
3: if you're looking for something to do, you can also join us at chat.thefaceradio.com if you have Discord downloaded, yada, 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 or you can tune in via Mixcloud at mixcloud.com forward slash live forward slash thefaceradio.bk and how Dare I forget to mention that I have another fabulous guest on the roster for later in the program. Uh, We're going to be chatting with, uh, I'll call him, the patron saint of Yes She Did. The one and only Ray Caviano will be joining us. Uh, We got a lot to talk about because there's a lot of new RFC releases out this holiday season that I'm sure you've already heard and you're going to hear again later on the show. You're listening to The Face Radio. Paul Jabara slow down there well that was uh, honeymoon in Puerto Rico by Paul Jabara on his disco wedding album where he's uh you really do have to check out the cover if you haven't before um it's uh him getting married to himself uh, in a wedding dress. Yeah, oh yeah, I forget that we have cameras and stuff. Thermix Cloud Live. It looks like that. It's pretty fabulous. In the back, he's doing that. Uh, R.I.P. Paul Jabara. Um, and R.I.P. Uh, any hopes of making back the budget for that Casablanca Records film? Uh, it looks really terrible. And it turns out that Boyish's old high school cohort is a starring in it. Um... Blessings, blessings. Uh, but without any further ado, do uh, we're here to chit chat with uh, a special guest, a familiar face. If you've been out and about in Brooklyn on the north side, of course, and all around the city, I'm sure uh, I'm you're everywhere. You're no. right there, actually. And uh, the uh, the person I'm talking about is, of course, the one and only DJ Sal Paradise. Sal, thank you so much for joining. Me, and us, the audience, and Ganton Spirit, um, uh, today, I've uh, been been really wanting to have you on, because we've spun together a lot, but we've not really gotten to uh, to know each other very deeply. I know that you've been in the city for a minute. Um, Indeed. Yes, and that in that time, you uh, are uh, self-described, and I, I liked this, uh, a blue-collar DJ, um and uh I wanna I wanna get into that and kind of get into um your your what we'll call middle class success in DJing uh here in the, here in this uh this very uh difficult difficult landscape that we know as New York City. When did you get here? Um I got
4: here summer of 94. Oh wow. Okay. I uh, was I was 18. Ah. A couple of weeks out of high school. Um I started DJing 98. Mm. So I was, you know... Where were you? Um, I was a club you... kid for four years before I was a DJ Okay. In where were you going out uh, when you first got here? Where's, well, I was lucky. Not The first summer I got here, I didn't know anybody. But mm. in between, when, when I finished that summer, I went and worked on a movie as as a uh, production assistant. You know, just, oh, okay. just a little grunt, you know. Uh, and I had a friend from there who was very dialed in here. So okay. I was very lucky to have someone that was just like, you know... A fixture of the downtown scene that, you know, could pull me in in front of lines and tell me the right places to go. And so I just kind of had, I didn't have, I didn't have to go through a normal situation of not knowing anybody at clubs and trying to navigate all of That's that. That's nice, and it was nice. <laughs> and so, um,
3: where do you hail from originally? I'm from California. Oh, um, likewise. Where are you from? Uh, Sonoma County. Oh, from Sonoma, from the better part of California. From a kids, little town, a little <laughs> town called
4: Healdsburg, which is Healdsburg, super obnoxious now, but it wasn't so bad when I left. Oh,
3: was it? Was it just more pastoral before you left?
4: Um, it just hadn't been. It hadn't been gentrified. You know, oh, okay? It was. It still had some of that like.
3: Funk to it. I whoa funk. I was going to say I didn't grow up in a funky part of California. I did grow up in a very lovely part. I will say as well, lovely meaning uh, visually stunning uh, in Orange County yeah. uh, in the in the 80s and uh, and 90s before it also got very <laughs> very developed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I feel you on that. But then you came out to, to a to a much more
4: developed uh, landscape. Yeah, I, I mean, I you know I came from a small town and I you know I ran to New York. And really didn't look back. And then my, I don't, I don't have, I haven't had family back there for a long time either. So oh. It kind of cut me off from, I mean, I still have people that I don't mean to be like that, but I just be like, yeah. you know, home shifted for sure. And, you know, no, that was a big moment when I realized I'd been here longer than where I grew up.
3: That's always kind of a, a, a oh. cool benchmark for yeah. for any uh, uh, what, do, what do we call ourselves? Implant New Yorkers. Yes. Um, where, yeah, I actually I came to that that milestone last year. Where yeah, I uh, I hit that. I moved to New York also when I was uh, 18 years old. Yeah, um, really? and yeah, <laughs> it, it truly is. It's the it's the kind of you know adolescence, and then you get to choose: uh, Am I going to live that that uh, that middle class lifestyle, or can I live that middle? class lifestyle in a not so middle class setting and here we are um but i do want to get into kind of i guess that work that you've been doing that has landed you that that blue collar uh status as a dj because you are i i would say you're probably one of the the most booked uh uh at least local djs that i see um in the in the sphere because i mean we all djs who know djs i i always see sal paradise's name popping up
4: yeah i mean i i feel like I feel like there's, I mean, we're, you know, it's, it's been changing. The writing's been on the wall for a long time, but, um, it kind of used, it's the way the game more used to be. And it's not so much anymore in that you could, you know, you could live off of doing this by playing three, four, five nights a week. I mean, and, if you could get booked three, four, five nights a week, it used to be easier to do that. Because I suppose. It, and it's, you know, I think cause there was a lot more residencies, for example, mm-hmm. you know, so you would pick up. maybe maybe you have a residency Friday and Saturday or you keep one open to sort of bounce around and you have a a residency or two during the week and it was just like there was especially in this sort of like what eventually became they call open format but which its roots were really just kind of like downtown DJing right in the 90s that and then that turned into something more commercial in the O's and they called it open format and it kind of blew open into you know AM kind of took it everywhere it got yeah it left new york and you know and sort of blossomed everywhere right and you know that was like i got into that lane before it was all of that in the 90s right and in the early 2000s where it was really coming out of like a hip-hop backbone uh there was a stigma there was a really a stigma against playing pop until the 2000s right like we just didn't do it and yeah and, and um <laughs> And there was, but there was what was also really interesting about that world is there was still a connection to sort of, like the warm up set would be, um, you know, garage classics basically, or Mm -hmm. like park jams, you know, like our barbecue barbecue music. Yeah. And so even like the most like hardcore hip hop room would always kind of warm up with this stuff, and and so there was there was still this like connection to just the overall New York sound. And everything, right? Yeah. I think in the 2000s, that really changed. It's,
3: yeah, that's, it is actually quite remarkable what you just said. Uh, How the, I guess it's the culture, because it's, I mean... By way of, I guess, when I say culture, the audience has changed in such a way, and I guess it is kind of because the audience is now younger people who were not there before and do not, yeah. uh, who maybe don't understand that connection between those those many genres. Um, and I feel I personally, I feel they pigeonhole themselves into. Well, I'm not going to dance to that. I'm not going to come out for that. I don't want to show up to, if it's 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 only. I need to hear this and only this all night long. Whereas you're right, like it's it's kind of a new phenomenon. On in that sense, in that when you went out before, um, even when I first moved the city, which was about ten years after you did, yeah. uh, I still was getting exactly that kind of format when I went out anywhere at night. It was like you said, park music, barbecue music, whatever you want to call it, yeah like that was the the first at least hour two hour block, and so we shifted elsewhere, but it was always an easy shift and an easy transition from, from that to whatever everyone quote unquote came for.
4: Yeah. And there was, you know, it just felt like there was a, a through line from the generations, mm-hmm. in, which I feel like there's less of a through line between generations in New York. Now. It's sad. Um, it is sad, but I mean, I, you know, I mean, everything has cycles. Like <clears throat> to me, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. uh, to me, the last, Six or seven years, whatever you wherever you would mark the kind of current wave that we're in. Though mm-hmm. I guess even that's changed a little bit because pandemic maybe a new wave post pandemic. I mean, but mm-hmm. I I do feel like I feel like young millennials and Gen Z's music IQ or I don't know maybe music IQ is the wrong word, but. I think they have better taste than the millennials that preceded them.
3: I'll I will second that notion. And
4: and and that they're much more open to
3: And I speak as a millennial, everyone. Yeah, no,
4: it's and again, like, you know, we're talking like broad this isn't about like singling people out or generations out, but like you especially the DJ you you get these kind of god's eye views of mm -hmm. things because you're looking you're looking at a room Mm -hmm. where you're looking at a whole scene, a cultural scene and like, you know, time you know, but the you know, the two thousands was like Pop really came in hard it even like we're like a little too like, hard cool kids even were like fine with it you know what like, yeah came, yeah, like, yeah. Came, like, into it and then and, and it, it it was i mean i you know like mid to late 2000s first half of the 10s was pretty miserable honestly i mean but you know new york's a big place like there's always pockets where good music's being played and real people are dancing and partying but you know that the, these shifts happen but i do feel like this generation now is just much more open to experience that isn't like force fed, that isn't you know,
3: there's just- a there's a definite or there's a deeper curiosity I see in this, the the new 21s, I like to call them, uh, who are coming in, um, than I saw in maybe the past, (laughs) like, eight years, which was sadly, like, mostly my generation. And it makes me sad because uh, it's, it's interesting that we, well, I mean, you more so than I, grew up in a generation without the internet, without access, or the instantaneous access to the catalogs of music that kids do have now I mean with the advent of I mean feel however you want to about it streaming music platforms and all of that where it's like this information is out there yeah. like you can listen to friggin anything from Scott Joplin to Cardi B but it's its really interesting how my generation especially the ones who we had the internet first then we had the uh, I feel responsibility damn it um, to be able to carry over this this uh, bounty of of, uh, of wealth and culture over into the next generation decided to just drop it and run away from it and thankfully like you're saying this new generation of kids the the I guess they're Gen Z yeah, yeah um, they really do have a curiosity about and it really guffaws me every time I hear them say it but the 20th century because yeah. um, yeah. that's the way they're I think they're approaching it is that I think that that's maybe why millennials shifted away from that was because that was our parents music or our older brothers and sisters music and and that's that's not cool. We can't we can't be seen doing all that. But now you have uh, these other kids who now find the I think the they're seeing the truth, the glory in what was that heyday because there's really nothing like it anymore. And I think that it's I mean you put on one of these records and you hear the party that's inside of it. It's it's undeniable. Um, which moves me to a point that I I. I promised myself I wouldn't hover over too long today, but this Casablanca Records movie, kids, uh, if you haven't seen the trailer, don't. Um, it's, it's It really is upsetting, um, and we were talking off mic about this, uh, uh, about the reasons why they chose to, to do this, um, and how it is, I guess, kind of uh, uh, sensible that a record label that was born out of Hollywood and uh, was subsequently bought by Sony, um, Um, would probably make the choices that they're making with uh, the soundtrack, which is completely uh, cover-based. And sad to me, because I think that these records are... uh, I mean, you all listen to this damn show. You know how I feel. I don't need to tell you twice. I'll tell you five times, dang it. Um, It's just... It's such a beautiful space in recorded music history. And when people really had to work hard to make these things sound the way they do. I don't think that a lot of my generation understands this, or I mean, I guess my generation, those who aren't maybe in music, aren't in the industry in some capacity, just really don't have the idea of the kind of work and effort it went into making these analog recordings and how the industry has shifted so much now and how... Uh, dare I say, simplified? Everything has become with the advent of, and I mean, for for good or bad reasons. I mean, I'm not trying to to shower that uh, uh, that opinion, regardless of my tone. I know, kids, I have a problem with that. Um, but the just the fact that you know we live in a digital age now, and I think everything. Um, is kind of maybe artificially created to some extent and um, I don't know I kind of want to I'd love to see us go back to organic eating uh, for lack of better metaphor when it comes to absorbing music and that and I see you, uh, you deliver it in in that way and you keep it alive and I see you're really you're just still around you haven't you haven't disappeared amongst the uh, the the many who've, who've come before because I've seen DJs come and go sure. um, and i i guess i'm curious as to how you made that that last so damn long
4: yeah it's a good question um yeah i mean you know there are people like there's that i i make the joke like people say house music saved my life and i make the joke house music ruined my life oh. but um <laughs> uh, it's maybe um, better that gant isn't here right now <laughs> Why, why? Oh, no. Oh, oh, Gant is the between the two of us. I'm the disco queen, and Gant is a house head for through and through. And I mean, why I say that is because you know, I my first disillusion with it all was when there was this shift in the 2000s and like where and when it when it started getting really commercial. Um, at and at that time, I really was when I got like I had been in house clubs all through the 90s and was into it. I I I probably really got the bug around right when I started DJing, around 98, 99. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's what, like, I would have walked away from open format stuff when it kind of, like, killed the downtown hip-hop dance hall kind of vibe. Um, not that that ever left the city, just but that mm-hmm. kind of downtown thing of it. Um, but I got I got the house bug. And so I was like, how can I walk away from this? Like, this is incredible. So... I never did, you know, and here I am, like, you know, I've been DJing now 20, since 98. That's 24 years, years so 23 like, years, oh my pand- god, I
3: can't do math, 25 years almost, holy crap, almost. dude.
4: So, pandemic, pandemic was my first nightlife break, period, like, outside of, like, you know, a two-week, three-week vacation here and there or whatever, like, I had never gotten off the hamster wheel,
6: mm-hmm. um,
4: so, you know, uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, it's just I'm just you just live this life. Like I've just been in it and doing it, and I think you know there, there is definitely reward for in the craft. The longer you're in it, right? Because mm-hmm. just because of the nature of what this is, it's like we're we're cataloging and and consuming uh, music, and 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 having you know giving it setting and seeing it in context and like and so it's just like time. You do like you. There's definitely something when you're young that you you know is undeniable, right? It's just that like green energy and enthusiasm, plus just the like you know whatever. You're young. That's yeah. That's nothing, that nothing beats being in your twenties. But, um <laughs> But there's a component to DJing where you are a librarian, right? And like that that element does come out that you know you. And it's not saying you're I'm better than any you know someone that's younger. No. I just know that I in my journey. I got. I started to get something new out of it that I didn't get out of it mm. ten years before, right? Yeah. Because you're just that much deeper into it. You've got that much, much more music that you played and crowds that you played for, and you know, it's it just you're at a different point. And you know, when it's when it's fun, it's the best, right? Like you feel really alive when you're doing it. So, and you know, I'm good at it, and I'm also, but I'm also like, I like, I call myself blue collar DJ because I, you know, I've never really, you know, I'm working on it, but like I, you know, like generations now really understand where the game is which is like you know it's all these other components to it right you got to brand yourself you got to be something beyond just the like showing you know the, you have to be a draw right you mm-hmm. have to build a crowd and for you know most of my career i've never had a draw i've never had to even try to do that like i'm just getting hired by rooms to make the bars money right basically right they keep the party going but they're they're getting their crowd right whether that's from a promoter or from a room itself yeah and so i'm blue collar in that way and that it's just like you're not coming to hear me you're coming to this place right and i just happen to be the dj there the employee yeah Yeah. exactly but that you know i think i was able to stretch that out a little longer because i've been in it for a long time but Mm I, I think that model is is really dead.
3: But I and, and agree it, oh no, I mean I fully agree with that. And, and it's been dead, right? Yeah. But
4: I think post pandemic it's just like it really like they sealed they sealed the tomb. It's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's for the next holiday. That's for Easter. No.
3: Um, but I would like to see the resurrection. I mean, it's, it's sad that you put it that way, but I do agree. It's, it's something that I, um, I find that I, I swear to God, there should be another podcast for it where it's just the round table of, of the DJs around the city where yeah. we all talk about the, the inner industry. Cause I think it's something that we don't bring up enough. Um, dare I say, uh, that that a lot of venues have moved away from the DJ as an employee format yeah. and that is I think in two ways a disservice one and most importantly it's a disservice to the, the many many working artists in the city who who are forced to literally live dream to dream not even paycheck to yeah. paycheck and and that's not really fun and I think it's kind of wild because it's within the, the 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 community of of working class late night artists. Like it's it's really wild that it's happening here of all places. Right. Two, it's a it's a great disservice to your your audiences, your crowds, your clientele, because I mean you're not setting them up for success to know what to expect when they come in. And I think that. While it's nice that you know we live in America. We all have freedom. Everyone should have a choice. But um, I think when you give your audience a little too much uh, of the driver's seat, it it really it really shifts what the idea of nightlife even is, and like what is the purpose of going out? Uh, I mean, when I was Uh, when I was a a little young thing uh, in Southern California, going out to West Hollywood and sneaking into places I had no business being in, um, I I still was a discerning uh, (laughs) club sneaker. And I knew where I wanted to go, what I wanted to hear, what the vibe was going to be like. And it wasn't, I knew that, and I mean like, I I could never imagine walking up to a DJ and requesting a song ever in my life. I don't know when that all started, how many bar mitzvahs you kids went to as a child, where that was okay. I mean, it is, it's par you're getting paid. But I mean, it's, it's a little outrageous how the culture has shifted in such a way. And I think that it's a result kind of, of moving the say resident DJ or DJs. Cause there are seven days in a week, kids um, like out of that, uh, that, that format has really upended what nightlife even is.
4: It has. And I mean, there's, I see good and bad with it. Like, Um, everything you're saying I agree with and I miss... You can disagree too. I miss,
6: of course, (laughs) but
4: I mean, I miss residencies for myself, but also I miss residencies as a patron, right? Yeah, yeah. Because residencies tend to build where it's when community starts to happen, right? It's like where you're going to to a certain party or a certain DJ that's presenting a party and like you're all there together and you see each other week week after week or month after month, whatever it is, and and this is when culture starts to, you know, percolate. Mm. Yeah. But that being said, I you know I feel like that is happening in the underground and and like one thing again I think I think older generations right now can learn a lot from kids, mm-hmm. frankly. And it you know like um, Gen Z kids that are doing it, like I see their collectivism is is much stronger than. Gen oh, yeah. Gen X or you know millennials, millennials. <laughs> yeah, like, for and, sure and and that and and the and the Gen Zs that are able to sort of form are you know young millennials that are able to kind of uh, form these kind of I, w- I don't want to say as official as like their collectives but yeah it feels like that like they're they, they, you know they really got each other's backs and they they elevate each other's um, clout and status yeah brand and uh, until they start to empower themselves and then and and suddenly they're playing in places where no one would dare. Yeah. ask for requests because they don't want to it's not even like a you know and so that is happening i think that is um hopeful right mm-hmm. yeah oh de- definitely definitely but it's also a little bit to me it's like to the victor goes the spoils. so it's like the, <laughs> the people that are the, the the cream is rising and they're gonna do it and and everyone else is like just really hustling hard for i mean it's you know yeah because every every gig now it's like every night is just as good as the night Right. Like you have to, Which, you have to fight yeah. every day, whether, yeah. that, whether that's for a hundred dollars or for $1,500, oh, $1, you know, it's like, and that's also like the pays all over the place. Like I'll make yeah. fifteen hundred and then I'll yeah. make fifty. You know, like? I, will, I will
3: say Gant and I uh, to to shout out our lovely our our residency that we do have. Um, we are we're blessed uh, at the Exley. Um and and shout out to 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 uh, to Jim, uh, manager over there who who is always in our corner uh, with the with the other owners over there and and fighting for us and doing that. I mean like, and I see some some uh, some bar owners uh, who, who do do that, who, who their politics are in, in the absolute right place, and I know that they're doing their best for for uh, the industry of people, DJs, I mean, um, who really have been, I mean, in the past 10 years, it's really just been a very different uh, scape, and I, uh, PS kids, only started doing this about like 8-10 years ago, so I entered this at the worst time yeah. uh, possible, yeah. and so my hat is off to those who I see Who've been doing it for so long? Because I, I mean, the struggle is real, y'all.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, I see right now. I see there's two real like paths that to success, Mm -hmm. which I'm chasing both of. I don't, not (laughs) claiming to have either one of them by any means. Um, You know, one is to really like you know be on point with your you know you're producing music. You have a brand. You're like you're you're feeding that machine with something, right? Mm -hmm. That that sort of promotion machine that that is. Driving, it's always driven everything, but it's just really hyper the way it is now. The other yeah. way, the other way is to you get a, you know you get a lot of autonomy and a lot of leverage when you can draw people and that you do that through a party. So if you throw your own party, and even like you throw your own party, you can get fifty people to come out once a month or once a week. Like the city will, will open up to you. Yeah, you know it really will, and that's like it's really hard to do that, but it's also not so hard, right? Like that's an achievable yeah, you, goal. Like if you, you want to grind, you get. And if and there's a lot to be said for that. Like if you can't manage to to get fifty people to come out, then you know, <laughs> there, there's a reason why the person can't no read the thing, the no job read. Already. But yes, <laughs> you, know, like you can't. You know, so you know these things all have a way of balancing themselves out. But,
3: but to speak on that. I think that you, what I think the the ultimate uh, message there is that this is a community based art and the, or art in general is community Absolutely. based and you can't do it alone. There's we all rise together and I, I think that working in that mentality is really what helps you.
4: Yes. Make it in this city and <laughs> the young generation understands. That. They do and, and it's, they get collectivism so well. Damn it and millennials and what's <laughs> tough with DJing is like the nature of DJing. <laughs> Is is very solitary because like you don't really work anywhere. Mm-hmm. You walk into a venue and you walk into your booth. Like you either you can know everybody and say what's up, or you can easily just walk by everybody and no one's gonna say shit. Yeah. And like and and then you you finish and you go home. and It's like everything's alone. Like everything's alone alone yeah. alone. And if you're not, if you're if you're not careful, like you will really isolate yourself. And then it doesn't matter how good you are. like you know you have to put in FaceTime. You have to interact. You have to be a part of the community. Yeah. you have To like be in each other's lives because i mean it makes sense like if you're not why why are why, why would you be a part of it <laughs> yeah. like, like you have to be a part of it to be a part of it yeah
3: right? like, i mean there's you know there's something to be said for posers and how many of them there are out there and yeah, and
4: there's some there's there some always has been though that's that's yeah. always been yeah. part of the landscape and right? i and and yeah. they've always found success too like because they like, they're dang germs. it <laughs> They're focusing on the things that you know the other ends allow of it, you to yeah. Win as the, the
3: glamour to of it, I suppose. Yeah, and you're right. Not they don't they they lack substance. Gbh, um, that is really that is really profound, and so and so true. Uh, and what's even what's even more true is that uh, you're booked this week, this I'm upcoming booked. week, as I spoke of before. Um, I've misplaced my uh, my paper, but I believe I can remember all of these. Uh, tomorrow night, you can catch. CJ, sell paradise at the one, the only, mad tropical. I emphasize mad because the sign is broken outside and it just says mad right now. But it's on, uh, I think 265 Troutman, no 2-something Troutman Street. Oh, actually, no, I know this. It's Two three six because I think I remember it as it's two times three is six. Kids, get out of my mind. Anyhow, you can catch DJ Cell Paradise tomorrow night at Mad Tropical alongside DJ Jin, Jin is going to be you. Oh my God, the House of Human Head is yes. going to be at Mad Tropical with DJ Cell Paradise. Kids, you already know what to expect. A damn foggy good time. And on Thursday d- 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 day of oh. next week, yes, uh, you're going to be at. Bunton's Buntons. Oh, Buntins, which I lovingly call Bunions uh, because I it hurt my feet standing there for so many weeks during the summer two years ago. Uh, but no, uh, go to Buttons; It's a damn good time. Really Broadway. Fun, really
4: fun hip hop bar. Yeah. Um, you know, hip hop. And they got RV, a great
3: backdoor, back backdoor.
4: Sorry, Netflix. backyard space. <laughs> Smoke friendly backdoor space. Yeah, and it's backyard re- space, back. Yeah. See,
3: you said it too, because uh, you know m- the no mind, words. the heart wants <laughs> what the heart wants. Anyway, yeah. So, well, not for me. Anyway, but yes. Pause for you. Uh, though uh, on, and then Friday of next week, you're going to be at the uh, the venue that I like to call. Mm, oh, it's not Union Pool. That's Saturday. We'll get to that, kids. But Friday, you're going to be at Black Flamingo. Upstairs, upstairs yeah. I am, it's astounding, kids, the amount of THC in my brain right now and the fact that I can remember any of this. Uh, and on Saturday, which is going to be New Year's Eve, you can catch DJ Sal Paradise at one of my favorite friggin' venues in the entire city, a union Pool, uh, going to be in the back room there. The one of the coolest vibes in all of the city. But don't forget to check me and Cant out. We'll be across the street at Exley, so you can double dip, yeah, kids. Bar hop. Exactly. It'll be. It's really easy too. Right under the BQE, just back and forth, back and forth. There's a nice crosswalk and a little park in between. Where you can smoke your your jazz cigarette and uh, feel the vibe and ring in the new year with either one of us. Um, but uh, I guess without any further ado, do um, we should probably get into a bit of South Paradise so you can all see what it is that he oh Um And uh, I just, oh no, 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 he's got them right there behind him. I was like, oh gosh, I just caught him off guard and he didn't even have a record ready, but I can I, have a I can, oh, well, that's fabulous. I'll just keep chatting until you do. Um, we uh, do want to remind you all that though he's only here with us in spirit, he will physically be at the Exley this evening. You can catch Gant Johnson tonight at 1 Jackson Street in Williamsburg at the Butch Queen's Exley. Express. That's the other BQE right off the BQE. And tomorrow night, you can catch me at 1 Jackson Street, the Exley, for an all new installation of moist towelettes. Uh, I will be there. It is sanitized for your protection. And then on Sunday, you can catch, as always, Gant Johnson, tea dance, breezing from 4 to 9 at the Exley. Cool. Chill vibes only. And without now any further ado, I give you the one, the only DJ Sal Paradise here on Yes She Did.
5: My heart on fire Open my eyes And there you were with me I was rocking in your arms own-
6: Amis, am a friend in the sang Thank you.
3: Surprise, surprise, kids. I'm interrupting this set to bring you a very, very special Yes She Did guest. Uh, a guest you've heard several times before, and I hope you hear several times more, because we love him every time he's on. And, of course, I'm speaking of the one, uh, the only, Ray Caviano. Ray, thank you so much for joining us again, as you always. Well,
7: surprise, surprise. Sur- <laughs>
3: Yeah, I know. The check is in the mail. The check is in the mail. I think I have. Very,
7: very good. This is the holiday special RFC uh, (laughs) check
3: in. Exactly. Exactly. Because I know that you have some holiday presents for us. Uh, things that there have you go. Uh, that you've already heard that the audience has definitely already heard a few times here on Yes, she did. But we just want to emphasize uh, that Alma Faye Brooks' dreams don't only happen at Christmas is out and about anywhere that you buy right. with a capital Produced
7: buy. By the the famous vet, music veteran, are you familiar with? And I'm sure you are. It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> uh, John Luongo.
3: I've been trying to get him on the show for months. I
7: can. That shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> You say the check is in the mail. Can erase okay, that. perfect, uh, perfect. Since I'm promoting this record for John, uh, it's only right uh, that uh, we get John on the phone with you. Let's get. Uh, it. You can consider that a done deal. Oh my
3: gosh, you heard it here first, kids. But uh, right. but, <laughs> how is the record doing? I swear to God, the I. The s- record is doing well it's every day. I see record, it everywhere. Obviously, yeah,
7: it's doing well here, and uh, and it's doing particularly well uh the BBC in the UK added it on all its major uh local stations which is a big thing and uh uh you know I have a particular I don't know I've i kind of worked hard in communicating with the UK because you know for some reason the uh, England has been still very open to R and B and dance yes and they have many similar to your station uh, your program, your platform. Uh, there's many of these internet stations in the UK, Starpoint Radio, My Soul Radio, mm-hmm. and various other platforms, uh, Solar Radio, The Light Radio, and, and they all are uh, pretty established. Solar Radio's been doing it for 25 years and they've established a very strong uh, alternative because they don't have the terrestrial radio variety that we have here in the States. So it's become a good alternative.
3: And I did notice that when they, I was in England. They, they don't have a lot of radio, it's a do good they? Alternative and it is I, I, I honestly I, uh, I I. think it's getting it's, its due play because uh, as you said John Luongo is an absolute legend and let us not forget also Alma Faye Brooks um, is just so incredible and she sounds so wonderful on this recording she's
7: still got great, uh, great chops so she does speak,
3: right yeah I yeah. mean once you got them you never I mean some people lose them but definitely not Alma oh my god because you yeah, also have yeah, another Another side to yeah. this, Conte Partrio. Yeah, record,
7: I don't need no sympathy.
3: Yes! Oh my god. And also, let us not forget, uh, though it wasn't on your label, but uh, Don't Fall in Love. Uh oh, right, right, another, right. Another fabulous favorite. She's uh, from Montreal, similar to where Gino
7: Socio is from.
3: You know, yeah. I did not know that. She's a Canadian. Yes. Look yes, at she, that. And it, um, so, uh,
7: you know, she's been around a while. Uh, John asked me. See, right now what we do is we have the RFC Fresh Label that we relaunched in recent years mm-hmm. uh, with the Melissa Morgan, uh, D-Train, Peter Wayne, who I think you may be familiar with. Of course. Christopher Williams and some various other artists. And then what has happened is is that because of my the, the RFC credibility, I've had various uh, producers and were and have me now independently promote product as is the case here with John Luongo's record and uh, Black Ivory. I promoted a house record by, I don't know if you know, DJ. Oh yes. Yes.
3: Yes. That's gotten some radio play here on the face radio for sure.
7: And uh, Don has been around a million years. He's got a big group on uh, Facebook. uh, uh, And uh, so, you know, he's, he's a, He's been very influential in... in, I think he worked at the sound factory back back in the Mm -hmm. day downstairs. But, uh, so what is the Christmas repertoire at your station? Our
3: Our Christmas repertoire is consisting of... And only the Alma Faye Brooks record, Dreams Don't Only Happen at Christmas. And the B side, which we've yet to play, which I'm gonna have to do obviously, uh on today's show, uh is a cover of Time to Say Goodbye. Um right. on the B side, which is lovely. I uh I, I remember when that was on the radio waves in my youth, uh, for uh for for many, many years it felt like. And uh we heard a version, I think originally it was Andrea Borcelli and Sarah Brightman, but then in the Mid two thousands, I want to say Donna Summer did a fabulous cover of it as well. That is correct. That um is correct. So I'm very, very excited to see the song live on again uh, with yet another diva of the era, uh, Alma Faye. Um, I want to, I want to ask: uh, Did you before? Did you ever work with Alma Faye outside of uh, this record?
7: No, no.
3: John came to me and said, "Hey, hey, I think I got a hit, a Christmas uh, hit." and
7: you know John and I are very close mm-hmm. uh, and not to tell tales out of school I think, I think tell you them think tell them may be aware of my health challenges
3: yes right? yes and, and we hope uh, you're doing John okay came,
7: John came to me he's a good personal friend and helped establish a GoFundMe account for my medical issues Of uh, kidney failure Mm -hmm. And we raised uh, over the summer I don't know if you're aware of this uh, On the GoFundMe over
3: $10,000 God bless Oh my god And 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 that's that's still available to donate to, correct?
7: Yes, exactly GoFundMe on my name And John came to me You know, John and I were the, you know, he used to run the Boston record pool. He'd done all these mixes, uh, this time, baby, Mm -hmm. the Jackson. The list is endless. Mm -hmm. And he also ran the record pool in Boston, which was big back in the day. And he had a magazine called Nightfall. And we were both, back then, both the two youngest record company presidents that got a label I from Warner Brothers and John from uh, uh, Columbia, CBS. Uh, he had a label, Pavilion Wow. Records.
3: You guys, and how old were you back then, Ray, if you don't mind me asking? Excuse me? How old were you at that point, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, n-
7: uh, 1979, I was 29.
3: Holy F. And you yeah. were, wow. Wow. Hats off and to I you, sir. That,
7: I got that deal <laughs> from Warner Brothers after having worked at TK, TK. Yeah. you with TK. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, of course. And uh, we were very successful. And I guess it caught the attention of uh, Warner Brothers, with you know, they, they said, how can an independent label like TK out of Florida uh, have hits with KC the Sunshine Band and George McCrae yeah. and, and T Connection and Peter Brown and Voyage? How are they doing that? So that caught the attention. I also did an independent project uh, for Warner Brothers while working at TK. I may have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Madeline Kane. oh a big record yes, Forbidden Love, yes, yeah. that was that was mixed by the. Uh, and great Jim Burgess.
3: Mm-hmm. God rest you know, his soul.
7: So, uh, uh, both John and I were, you know, we, we struck pay there by getting those label deals, uh, and, and we've kept, cl- uh, you know, very close friends through the years. And he came to me to help me with this, uh, my medical expenses. And then it was just a natural thing that he called me to help him promote the, and, and do this record. Uh, for him he also does other things in the business he has a he has a company and when you maybe talk to him and you will he he helps artists get royalties that have not been paid. He has a royalty God, company. That is
3: God's those, work. <laughs> those
7: older artists that either never got paid or whatever, he's created a company that's very successful that gets artists paid their past royalties that they never got.
3: Wow, I had no idea he was doing that work. That's really, yeah. really special. Yeah. That's really awesome. So, uh,
7: you may want to talk to John about that. And he's a very, uh, I'm surprised. He's very, uh, you know, he, he, did you reach out to him? he would be more than happy. You
3: know you, do. You, do you know you know me, Ray. I was I was very frightened to even call you by myself today without Gant by my side oh, holding my sorry. hand. I know I'm just because I'm just Listen, so. I'm an old timer on your show. I mean, again, I want that. Is the check in the mail? I know, I know. I really got to get on top of it. I know how you guys were back in the day the way, with those how's things. Gant, is he okay? He's doing well. He's he's got he's got whatever's going around with the the seasonal changes, and you know he's always out on his he's on his bike riding in 11 degree weather, 7,000 miles. So no, it's uh, it's bl- kind of his no, fault. Yeah. No, <laughs> But but no he's 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 doing okay he's gonna be actually out tonight like I said before kids at one Jackson Street in Williamsburg at the Exley all night tonight so I
7: was about to ask you about that that's tonight correct
3: that's tonight yeah so everyone bring him some some chicken noodle soup and uh, and be nice to him behind the wheels of steel um, oh, okay how are you doing I know that I know that uh, you've uh, you've been you've been doing a lot all things considered. Well yeah,
7: kind of, because you know we've also done I have a, we have a company with, uh, called Fresh Entertainment mm-hmm. that we do concerts, and we just did a show at uh, Co-op City in the Bronx, and we did a show in April uh, at the uh, Symphony Space with Blue Magic.:
3: Oh yes, and, I heard I was Free, so sad I didn't make and, that.
7: So we do concerts occasionally. I do we do RFC Fresh records. We don't mm-hmm. on RFC Fresh, we don't put out a lot of product. Mm -hmm. We try to be very selective. The artist that's hit most consistently—that it was new—is Peter Wayne. He's had about four hits with us, and then we did a ballad two years ago. With he's an R&B legend. He's been around a long time. Who was that again? Uh, Christopher Williams.
3: Christopher Williams.
7: He has a great catalog of R&B. Uh, that, that he's done, been very successful with. And uh, we uh, when we first relaunched RFC about six or seven years ago with the name Lenny Fontana, we did a record with him. But of course. Uh, D Train, you know that name. Of right? course I do. And it was I also write it. Hands. And it was a good <laughs> house dance record. And it had uh, over close to. Uh, 300,000 views on YouTube as we speak and uh, so we did that Lenny came to me and said listen how would you like to relaunch the RFC label let's work together and do this record and he played me the D-Train record I loved it so we did a co-partnership thing uh, with the record and uh, so things have been that you know busy and maintaining my health but anyway it's good to check in with you today
3: always great to check in with you Ray and I do want to remind our listeners that you have to if you are not already uh subscribed to Ray's Facebook page RFC the history of dance music oh, yeah, I'm
7: very, that's another thing yeah I'm very proud of that
3: too. and it's you should be it is such a great catalog of of dance music history um, uh, of of like the essentials especially for those of you listening out there who maybe aren't as familiar with the catalogs um, uh, of Warner Brothers and TK Records, and
7: new profiles of all the past artists and producers, and, and
3: they're fantastic. And they're very they're in depth. It's such a great great resource, and it's free ninety nine. So why the hell aren't you already joined, kids? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well,
7: listen, happy holidays, happy holidays to you. None, but uh, thank you for uh, reaching out, and hope uh, uh, you uh, maintain and have a great year coming up with your station. As your always, show.
3: and same to you. This record's gonna take off, and uh, as we uh, as we leave. We're going to bring you kids in to uh, the B-side of, uh, of the new, the newest, sorry, RFC produced or sorry, produced, promoted <laughs> record with Alma Fey. This is a cover of Time to Say Goodbye, which is available anywhere you buy with a capital "Buy" music. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Yes, She Did. Yeah. You still there, Ray?
6: that I bring to you.
0: Papa is on the road. Papa is on the road. Papa is on the road. Papa is on the road.
3: Been chatting here, kids, off mic, about uh about a lot of things. Uh you've been listening to, by the way, DJ Sal Paradise, uh for the last, well, actually, it's 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 been a chop-up because like I said, I, I I surprised you all with an early conversation with Ray Caviano, uh, who again thanks, yeah, thanks. Wow, I'm tripping over my words because I'm still so just uh nervous from having to carry that conversation by myself. Darn it, Gant, why'd you do that to me? No, I'm kidding. Uh it was a fabulous chat, Ray, if you're still with us uh listening, I mean. Uh uh, honestly, thank you so much for calling in and chatting with us. And uh, I think we're going to have a few more surprise guests uh, call in because people have been texting me. Uh, but that'll be in a little bit. But uh, just to, to to discuss why we had a little pause there between those two records is because we were having a fabulous, uh, be it deep conversation about house music and that wonderful record that you were just listening to, which was Ten Cities. That's the way love is, uh, featuring one of my favorite vocalists of all time and uh, a. Man whose whose honor I have, I have, uh, I have been, uh, uh, I have been, I've been dragging his name through the dirt uh, for lack of better words, uh, calling him a closet homo. Sorry, Byron, I love you. I love your work. I had no idea that you had a son who's in the NFL. You're a fabulous, fabulous man, and you transcend a lot of things that I uh, mistakenly like to envelop as being uh, just underline gay period. And as uh, Sal and I were talking off mic. Um, it's it's uh, something that I feel is important to reflect on, uh, is that uh, house music, it, at its core, is uh, it, it partially gay, yes, but uh, even more so black. And uh, we were chatting about how uh, that intersectionality sometimes is not um, uh, the place that we uh, we uh, sorry the default that we all think of when we uh, think of house music and I think it's important to remind ourselves especially uh, me myself as a as a white gay man and uh, also Sal Paradise as a white straight man we all have to be uh, conscious as we spin these records and present them that uh, we're you know uh, borrowing uh, a lot from uh, different cultures uh, that have uh, have now become, I guess, part of a greater uh, uh, landscape, uh, uh, over-encompassing of genres, as we were saying, uh, where house music has just become known as, like, you know, dance music, EDM, uh, the, what's that that festival they do, Electric Daisy, or some craziness? Oh, Electric, Zoo. Uh, Electric Zoo, that's the one, <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, but uh, but that is the, that yeah, me either, but that is to say is that there is a deep history that if you do love house music, if you do love dance music, it's really worth it to uh, to peel back the uh, the chapters and the uh, and the the uh, dare I say anals I'm kidding, it's pronounced annals of history um, and and to just see what but um uh, what existed before that's all you get at this show Sal. Um, and uh, it's important uh, and again like I say uh, I'm super honored to to have the opportunity to chat with people like Ray Caviano and dare I say in the future maybe John the Wongo oh my god um, but but truly guys uh, that's the essence of of yes, She Did, and kind of uh, what I want to just emphasize in this moment right now is that dance music is so important. Um, this past week, uh, we lost uh, uh, Terry uh, Hall of The Specials and Fun Boy 3, which admittedly, I'll be real, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I am from Southern California, so you know I do love some two-tone ska. Um, and I was once upon a time in a post-punk band, which is how I was introduced to Terry Hall, um, uh, through uh, the Funboy 3 version of Our Lips Are Sealed. Um, and all of this is to say, I know I can go on a wild tangent, kids. I swear we're going to get back to the music in just a second. Um, all of this is to say is that though I am not as aware of Terry Hall and all of his work, it's worth it now that I look back on that and 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 understand his legacy. And I think it's, a, uh, it's very important for all of us to understand the legacies of the musicians, the DJs, the the record uh, promoters, everybody because we're living in an age where uh, social media mass media has made it very easy for us to to get a hold of these uh, these art forms, these medias media I can't speak English The point is is that we need to uh, be conscious of the very, very real history, the very, very real work uh, blood, sweat, and tears that went into a lot of what you listen to on this program and lots of the programs here on the Face Radio um, and uh, to, to also when we go out in, into the nightlife sphere, kids, I'm, uh, I'm being your Mr. Rogers right now uh, treat your DJs kindly and, and realize that we're all working as part of one organism together to keep this culture and this history alive. So that is to say, if you are not familiar with some of the people that we've been talking about during the show, Jim Burgess or uh, Byron Stingley, straight, 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 um, and uh, Ray Caviano even, John Luongo, uh, all of these people, do yourself a favor. There's this great website called Google, and you can go there and tippity-tap-tap-tap tap, and find all of this information. It's endless, endless. And if you don't have access to that, because internet's expensive and whatnot, you can get yourself a good buddy like Sal Paradise, who can introduce you to a fabulous, fabulous record like we're about to listen to right now. Uh, uh, Sal, tell me a little bit more about this.
4: I I don't know all the history, but yeah, it's it's a Walter Gibbons edit, and apparently he handed an acetate to T. Scott while he was playing at Better Days, which was a... Contemporary club of the Paradise Garage, a mm-hmm. smaller club, but mm-hmm. the same circuit. I mean, a different crowd, but the same crowd. And um, it was just a legendary record that was never a record, right? It was it was either acetate or tape. I'm not sure what the mm-hmm. deal was, but and T. Scott played it sight unseen, and the club like lost their mind. And it was like a it's a it had a sort of myth. There was a mythos behind this record, and mm-hmm. it was recently pressed on the vinyl. And so I had never heard it until I bought it like a month ago. Um, I kind of knew the story, oh right? But this is this is this is the record. So. This is it. Yeah. So,
3: so uh, the the tale goes: uh, sometime in the nineteen eighty, it is uh, T Scott is handed this acetate reel to
4: reel, but it could have been reel to reel. But I think it was an
3: acetate, whatever. One of those things. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's not been heard uh, all too frequently since then. Uh, but now, luckily enough for us. Uh, great people like uh, uh, Joe Clauzel have these fabulous record shops like Cosmic Arts. If you haven't been there, kids, oh my God, do yourself a service. Um, and that's at, oh goodness, Bogart Street off the, uh, the Morgan Stop. off the Morgan Stop on yeah. the L train. Yeah, if you live in New York City, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, well, Google it, Cosmic Arts. Arts Cosmic um, open on Saturdays. Sat- as I was going to say, yeah. Saturdays and I think Wednesdays? They do, no, they
4: do events that are other days. Oh, that's, that's true. The, yeah, the day yeah. that's open every week is Saturday. Yeah. And the, the other thing about this record is... I think it's Walter Gibbons is the voice.
3: Oh, word! So and that's that's another mind blowing aspect of this. Too, yeah, I yeah. don't
4: really know what he's saying. Uh, so yeah, do,
3: uh, yeah. So for kids, if you don't know who Walter Gibbons is, if you don't know who T. Scott is, if you don't know who Joe Klaasell is, like I said, Google it. But uh, until then, uh, listen to this. Wrap your ears around. What is this called?
4: <laughs> that's called the Ten Commandments are the law of the land, and they are serious. By Walter Gibbons, <laughs> kids, you're listening to. Yes, she did we
8: the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me, and keep my commandments. Thou Thou shalt not not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. You know what I mean. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gate. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. that their days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth them. Thou shalt love love thy neighbor and thyself. thyself. Thou Thou shalt not not kill. kill. Thou Thou shalt not commit commit adultery. adultery. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his man, servant, nor his maid, servant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. of the Lord. you
6: oh, Baby, Yeah, yeah, this is Sure, you really can't. Okay, okay, fall. <laughs> yeah, cool. Alright, up
2: against the wall. Up against the wall, I said. Up against the wall. Oh, man, I ain't done <laughs> the powers of this court, I sentence you to a prison term of not less than 25 and no more than 30 years. I can only hope that this sentence, as harsh as it may seem or sound, will grant you all the opportunities of rehabilitation and serve as a deterrent to others who may feel that they can violate the laws of the world.
6: must have been crazy when I think disrespect. back
5: over the things I did and said to my folks Lord Should've knows I'm sorry but it's too late now disrespect. oh how disrespect can wreck your whole life if only I had the chance to do
6: it all disrespect. over again Lord knows I wouldn't have did the things that I did before if only I could do it all over again.
5: start like cause you sure show-
3: judge me kids i know i know i know it shouldn't fade it out there that's where it gets juicy but i have with us a very special 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 guest who i hope is on the channel right now cuz i don't see any action but dang it we're going to figure it out right now aren't we kids it's uh it's my good good friend from across the friggin nation Greg J Greg are you there Tommy, can you hear me? Can you feel me near you? Hold on, I have to readjust this silly crap because <laughs> there you are, there you are, kids. Get get into it. Apple making my life difficult. Uh, Greg, yeah, listen, not a pair. It's well, no, it sure ain't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Greg, dear God, how have you been? We miss you here in New York City. You're uh, you're all the way in Oakland.
7: Yeah,
2: I miss you guys too. I miss all y'all. How's it?
3: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah, what's what's the what's the scene like? What are you doing out out in uh, the Bay Area? Well,
2: I'm still, I'm still adjusting and adapting to the earth moving beneath me, literally.
3: Oh, that's right. Uh, you I'm had not. a, you had a Carol King moment the other day. You felt the earth move under your feet. Uh, yeah, yeah, not a fan, not, not, not a fan. you know, you get used yeah. to it. I was going to say Sal and I both grew up on the, on the West coast, not to be confused with the best coast, which is actually the East. Uh, but, um, yeah, you, you kind of get used to it. It's like, uh, it's like a subway going right underneath your feet. Um, um, unless of course it's like a 7.0 then i guess hang on for dear life but don't worry the 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 infrastructure is built for it or, or at least most of it is uh, all right, well, first, 4, 4. <laughs> 4.2 so that wasn't bad for 4.2 that's like someone just kind of like sat down too fast no that's not an all earthquake right. Don't worry. That was my first one ever. Oh. The train was just stuck in the express lane
2: under, under the bridge. That's what I thought.
3: Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a fun feeling. Were you in an express lane when it happened? Because that's frightening, actually. And I'm sorry that you no. had to go through that.
2: No, I was sleeping when it happened. Oh. And it woke me up.
3: Oh, you're and a light sleeper, Greg.
2: Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's one thing. The second thing is. You get used to Lindsay Lohan. You don't get used to earthquakes when you're talking okay?
3: i okay? I've, I've not, not... Speak for yourself, Greg. I am still not used to Lindsay Lohan. Uh, though, she she's... I mean, she's trying, really. She is trying her best. Uh, what's... Trying is a way to fail. Now, we well, emphasis on... You're still producing 5,000 shows, um, two of which are on the Face Radio. Uh, 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 The Cup of Joe, which uh, I just learned last week stands for Jump Off Express, and that's because I'm a little slower than most. Um, But yes, Cup of Joe airs every Wednesday from 10 o'clock until, or sorry, 9 o'clock until noon. And do you do it live still? Yeah, I, I get that best vibe. Greg, yeah, why?
2: I get on that six. I guess. I'm well, used to it now. Kids, I'm used you to it
3: now. you better tune in because he's waking up extra early on the West Coast before the sun comes up as the fog rolls over the hills.
4: Uh, I could stay up and do that. Slow. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, yeah, for real, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that almost happened one week, so
2: that's, that's possible. Hey, no, but the cool thing about it is while I'm like, while I'm like you know doing the show. The sun rises behind me, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of really, really dope.
3: That's the real and cup I of Joe, like- yeah.
2: So I like it.
3: That's nice I'm glad that, I'm glad that California's treating you well it's, it's, it's good to hear that. I mean, it's only been two months, but we'll see uh, no uh, yeah. you've uh, what what have you <laughs> what else have you got going on in Cali these days? Oh God, I just called it Cali. I think that officially means I've, I'm a New Yorker now. Wait No, you like can that. you're allowed to. you're no. from here uh, but <laughs> but are you uh, do you have any gigs coming up in the Bay Area?
2: not uh not yet everything i have plans for next year ah fair uh, enough there are, like there's one thing that i mentioned on the air last week uh i'm going to be doing a new venture uh called rare radio which you'll love this acronym oh stands for records are really everything
3: <laughs> word
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. they are <laughs> and basically so my record from new york will get here in january Oh! And what I'm going to do is every 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 uh, stream, every recording, I'm going to open up a box. (gasps) Uh, Out of that box.
3: I like this. That's a fun
4: concept. How how many crates did you move west? Uh, sixty-four. Wow!
3: Holy crap, Greg! And and honestly, if you've <laughs> yeah. seen Greg's crates, uh, because you have that awesome thing, I still need to buy it. Greg had, <laughs> Greg would bring to these gigs. It was this fabulous, uh, industry-sized uh, tote that I think was used for like hauling concrete much, or right. something. Yeah, exactly. And it carries how many uh, LPs in it? Uh,
2: if, if you pack it right, haha one fifteen.
3: Holy crap! Well, God God to those traveling across the great United States. Are those on 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 the on rails or are they in an airplane? What's happening?
2: It's going to be it's going to be by by
3: trailer. Oh, are you? Wait, wait. Who's bringing them? Are you doing it? Huh? Oh no 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 no. Yeah, I figured. I was like, are we going to see you again? Are you coming back just to pack the trailer and and go back west?
2: No, a, a dear a, a really good friend uh gave me gave me the greatest gift in the world <gasps> and that was to get the records out of here. So they,
3: Oh, oh, oh. I guess I they, guess Whitney Houston had it wrong. Oh, okay. So
4: your friend yeah. packed the 64 crates? <laughs> Yeah, uh,
3: yeah, yeah, that, that is
4: a, a beautiful, beautiful kind gift. That
3: Aww. is, that is an amazing. That yeah. is really nice. <laughs> like- yeah, kid, kids at home who who don't own that many records, you have no idea. <laughs> just that's,
4: that's, a, Chelsea, good, that's a good I friend.
2: At, I packed the boxes. I didn't bring it. Like packing the boxes, literally, when I was putting the records in the box, I was throwing records in the box. There's only like three three boxes that I know what's exactly <laughs> in them. Everything else is just like. It's just like good luck with Jesus.
3: That well, I mean, well, tis the season. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but things are great with you. Oh, and of course, and of course, our great friend uh, Nina Soul, who uh, uh, also known as your lady friend, uh, she's yeah, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. she's doing all sorts of things. Do we have anything that we can promote for her?
2: Yeah, she uh, she's uh, uh, doing New Year's with the Boombox Kids in L.A. So if you're in, if you're in LA, <laughs> if
3: you're into that, definitely. Definitely, uh, where in where, where in where in Los Angeles she's gonna be? Because that's a big old city.
2: Oh, cheese and rice. I forgot the place. But
3: I will. I know I you're will. brand new. Uh- <laughs> uh- <laughs> so, yeah. are you, so are you guys? You guys are gonna drive all that way down to LA from Oakland's? Yeah. I hope, I hope she's getting paid. It's not that bad says Sal Paradise. It's Sal. Come on. I listen, I have a fun story, kids. I was 16 years old and this is pre uh this is pre-grinder. So this was on AOL chat rooms. I met a I met a boy. Um and I got myself in my Toyota Cressida in, in what, 2001, and I drove from oh, Orange dear. County. Yeah, I drove from Orange County to San Francisco in about 7 hours. I got a speeding ticket because because yeah because it's it's a lot more than a seven hour drive so hats off to you
4: for making that journey for a gig you should take the longer drive though and do 101
3: oh 101 is beautiful drive yeah, it right. really is nice yeah I'll give them that
4: so apparently the 101 is still under construction
2: because of like uh, the last um oh yeah. Carol King moment I forgot about so.
3: that the last Carol King moment. I actually really like that I think that we should yeah trademark trademark from now on earthquakes yeah. are now going to be referred to as Carol King moments uh Yes, yes, yes,
2: I, 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 I support that. <laughs> yeah, so, we're just no, nah, but I'm so, I'm so used to that drive, and trust me, coming from the east, if you've been on the BGW, it's nothing. So, like, it's the scenery?
3: Well, exactly, and uh, and that's that is something to say about California. Like, I was just saying, uh, to Sal, it, there's 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 some nice things to look at, but um. That is to say, Greg, I hope to see you back on this coast permanently sometime soon. Maybe not real soon, I, I, but at some point.
2: I promise to, be, I promise to make, a, make a visit next year.
3: If you need me to, uh, so to do some brujeria for you and cast a spell on Nina soul so that she desires to live in New York City, just give me the call. I'll make it happen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I i will i will find to that that uh, that will, that uh, spell that you want to cast and it's fine tuning, it, but I will, will appreciate all the love and stuff.
3: Well, until that time comes, Greg, definitely uh, we love and we miss you. But enjoy all of your time uh, in the Bay Area. Right. It's a lovely, lovely place, and I know that you are going to make your mark there because uh, you made your mark here on uh, in our hearts. And I miss you dearly. So I hope to see your face soon. Um, and also, thank Vi- you so much, you, Michelle Sue. Oh, yes. And, of course, uh, uh, you guys have to tune in every Wednesday from 9 to noon to catch a cup of Joe. That's Eastern Standard Time. If you live on the West Coast, wake up at 6 a.m. And it literally is a cup of Joe um, with Greg Jay. It's literally, it's yeah. it's three hours of brilliance, including, as always every week, your moment in Benson. And uh, on Fridays, you can catch him from 4 o'clock to 6 Eastern Standard Time p.m. Uh, that's a reasonable hour. For the Jump Off Express, which just so happens to be J-O-E. I know kids, I'm slow. Um, but, uh, Greg is not, he's on it, always has amazing selections. So tune the F in. Greg, this has been such a surprise, and I'm going to dedicate, I'm gonna dedicate this next song to you, uh, uh, and my request to bring you back to New York City and how you're feeling about it right now. I know that was a long segue, but you'll understand exactly what I mean when you hear it. <laughs> I'm for it. Kids, Kids.
2: <laughs> uh,
3: exactly. Oh yes, I actually. Uh, oh oh, you can steal this one from me because we've stolen props and praise from you. Uh, my new thing is vades and gentle them's. That's the, that's the new gender non-conforming thing. They You're very welcome, kids. Everyone can steal it. 2023's Christmas gift to you. Ready uh, you to say it again. Say exactly. They and gentle thems. Get ready, because this next record is dedicated to the one and only Greg J, who I said you can catch every week, Wednesdays from 9 to noon, Eastern Standard Time on a cup of joe, and Fridays from 4 to 6 Eastern Standard Time on the Buena Vista Vinyl Club's Jump Off Express. Greg, thank you so much. Stay safe, Thank stay you, healthy. Jenna. Merry Christmas, Shaka Kanaka, and all of the above. Yeah. I love and miss you and I can't wait for
2: you. Oh to her 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 host, Happy Festivals, yes. uh, Happy <laughs> Kwanzaa, you know. All of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. All of it. <laughs> this one's for you, Greg, and y'all are still listening to Yes She Did.
5: And I am telling you. <laughs> Я no- снова...
3: I can't close the show out without playing a little Rufus because it's the fourth day of Shaka Kanaka. This uh, would actually be more appropriately uh, to be played on the fifth day because it's from Master Jam, their fifth release with Shaka Kanaka. Well, I'm gonna stop being a nerd and just let you listen to it. And that was Lenny White's version of Lady Madonna featuring the one, the only Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Or as Princess Deandre likes to call her, Chocolate Cow. Chocolate Cow. Um, no, uh, that is such an amazing record uh, produced by uh, Larry Dunn and Lenny White uh, for Barry Boo Enterprises. I swear to God, 1978, what a year. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the three Shaka that. I fit in for this uh this fourth day of Shaka Konaka. I feel a little bad that I couldn't do more but you know that's what the uh How is it be? the FCC allow us. But I do want to thank uh, today's guest, DJ Sal Paradise. Thank you so much for joining me today. It was an honor uh, to have you on um, and to chat with you and to spin with you. You played so many amazing things
4: today. Thanks for having me. It was great to be here. It
3: was honestly it's my pleasure and you're welcome back any effing time. And kids, if you want to experience the moving magic of DJ Sal Paradise yourself, you can go to Mad Tropical tomorrow night, Friday uh, on Troutman Street between uh, Wilson and Knickerbocker. Nancy Wilson and Roger Troutman Avenue. Anyway, um, sorry, bad puns. That's all you get here. Thursday of next week, you can catch him at the place. Oh, we did this last time, and I've done it again to you. Bunton's World Famous. Bunton's World Famous. I should remember yeah. this. Bunions. And then on Friday, you can catch him at Black Flamingo upstairs. And if you have New Year's Eve plans to make kids, you got both of us.